Koinonia, Christian Fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I'm Tom Brown, and your host today, Pastor Mark Buckley. Welcome to Koinonia. It's great to have you with us on this beautiful day in the studio with me is Ron Woodworth, and he's a man of God who's been following Jesus faithfully. He's an author. He's uh, been a university professor. He's done all kinds of things. But I was telling somebody recently, Ron, that um, I remember watching you get out on a basketball court and do a backflip before the <laughs> proceedings started. Uh, you haven't been doing that many backflips lately, many. have you? I was No, not too many. I was uh, got a scholarship to ASU uh-huh. for gymnastics. Did you really? Yes. So I would do handstands on places I would never think to now <laughs> and do backflips. You were everywhere. a competitor back in the yeah. day, man. Yeah, you and me. Tennis, racquetball, racquetball everything. everything. Um, Ron, give some of your testimony. Not all of our listeners know you. I remember you primarily from our days at Foundation Fellowship, which is one of the first churches I attended when before we started Living Streams. And I was always hoping I'd have a chance to minister. And, and I kept waiting and waiting. And so I got, but that's a different story. You You've had a fruitful ministry in this valley for a long time. Give us your testimony. I received Christ uh, at Expo 72 with Billy Graham and Bill Bright. Uh I had never heard the gospel clearly presented until I heard Billy Graham and Billy Bright just mention the four spiritual laws. God loves you, has a great plan for your life. Uh, You don't know his plan because there's sin in your life. Mm -hmm. But Jesus died for for that sin to make a way for you. And if you receive Christ personally in your heart, Mm -hmm. you can be born again. Yeah. And I thought to myself, sitting there listening to, with 50,000 other people. Yeah, I was there. I was there. one of those. I was there in Dallas, Texas, that. 1972. I'll just, say I'll, hi to me. <laughs> I, I was yelling, didn't you hear? We were, that was the first time the wave was ever done, I think. Oh, yeah. And um, Bill Bright, yes. there, I, I was at a conference one time with your uh, brother-in-law, Dave Everett. And yes. um, Bill Bright said to everybody at the conference, he said, uh, he said, I went up to a senator and said, Senator, do the communists have a plan to overtake the world? And the, Bill, the senator says, oh, Bill, nobody believes that anymore. And he goes, what do you mean? I have a plan to take over the world. I'm sure the communists have one, too. You know? I know, but while I was sitting there and I heard that, I thought, said to myself, Lord, does, if this is you, mm-hmm. I'm going to – I thought I was a Christian because I was yeah. raised in the Mormon church. Yeah. That's why I look like Donnie Osmond. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I would just open my heart. Mm-hmm. said a simple prayer, Jesus, forgive me my sins, come into my heart, make me a new creation, and, and do with me what you will, in Jesus' name. And so powerful, Mark, I felt like if it was, as if it was a weight coming off my back, almost yeah. a literal thing, yeah. going through the roof of the car, so much so that I jerked up and I went, did you see that? Did you hear anything to the, the driver really? who thought, what's going on, man? What are you, you're okay, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I never looked back since then, yeah. 43 years ago. 43 years ago. What I remember um, about that event was the how well organized it was. I came from a charismatic slash Pentecostal background in the Jesus movement. We couldn't organize our way to the lunch <laughs> line, you know, and they had lunches prepared. They had meeting schedules. They did a phenomenal job. And then we heard Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson oh, yeah. and First All time, I, first time I ever heard, uh, I was a musician too. I majored in vocal performance at undergraduate degree mm-hmm. at Arizona State, and I remember Andre Crouch. Yeah, now, Andre Crouch couldn't couldn't read music to save his soul. Yeah. He wrote some of the greatest hymns. And at Expo seventy two, my first experience with mm-hmm. Andre Crouch and this spirit filled worship. Right. 
Right. It was powerful. Worship itself. Next to the Word of God, music deserves the highest praise, uh, Martin Luther said. Well, there's something about believers getting together, too. Nowadays, a lot of people just stay home. They think, oh, well, I get it on TV. But when believers get together, there's a united testimony that's very powerful. I I wanted to encourage everybody to come. There was was united. uh, Greg Laurie's coming to town. Yes, yes. What date is that? Can we mention that? It's going to be June 11th, I believe, and uh, it'll be promoted on the station. The body of Christ should come, you know. Yes. Where's it going to be held at? It's going to be at University of Phoenix Stadium. Yeah, It's going to be a big event. So— one of the disciplines you embraced early on was memorizing the Word Thanks of God, medi- meditating on it in your heart. Tell us about some of those experiences. And, and well, I, the, the, I've always said to people, and I've done a lot of leadership training, development, mm-hmm. writing, and that. I said if I had one thing to impart to younger ministers, I would say systematic memorization of Scripture. Amen. Mark, that has been so helpful. I, I've memorized by the grace of God through encouragement of Bill Gothers and his example, uh, two hundred books of the Bible. 200 books of not the Bible. verses, not chapters. No, no, it's 200. Chapters. Chapters, yeah. Yes. Sorry about that. I just expanded the Bible and retracted it. And, <laughs> but uh, still, that's a lot. That's a lot. My guest is Ron Woodworth, one of the great spiritual fathers in this valley. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Welcome back to Koinonia. My friend Ron Woodworth is in the studio. Ron memorized over 200 chapters of the Bible. And uh, is it still with you, Ron? You still got some of that in your mind and heart? It is. That's my point. Uh, It assists the preaching, the teaching of the Word, the systematic memorization. It uh, renews your mind and it fills your heart with grace, and it's just amazing. So, you, But you don't remember it. In fact, I memorized in that 200 the book of Proverbs twice uh-huh. because I, you know, I didn't remember it, and I thought, that's a strategic book. I better Can you that. give us Proverbs 1? Give us some no, verses I can't, out of it. But I can see it. Yeah. I can see it some often. Now, you also have had a prophetic ministry that's yeah. been quite significant. Tell us how the gift of prophecy works and what you see when you pray over people and, and, and or what you sense from the Holy Spirit. Well, prophecy is very encouraging. It's given in 1 Corinthians 14 mm-hmm. to build up, stir up, and cheer up. Mm-hmm. So it's to build up one another. And the, the, the reason why and the way that the Lord led me into prophetic ministry was through a sincere desire to be an effective prayer warrior. Yeah. I always wanted people to be profoundly, t- as I was touched, mm-hmm. at, at uh, Expo 72. Mm-hmm. But I, and I just felt like there's got to be a way. So I was praying and praying right. and praying and hearty. And then I discovered the gift of prophecy. And I thought, mm-hmm. if that's true, people could be Im- immediately encouraged by the power of the Holy Spirit present right, right. then. Right. You know, the Lord is right here, right now. I mean, God, I can prophesy and see things, but it's, it's up to all of us. Mm-hmm. We we are all we we can all prophesy it. That's right. That's right. And it says we should seek to prophesy. We should to, seek to it to build up the church. So tell us how it functions when you're praying over somebody, or or you're prophesying literally to an entire congregation. When uh, it, a lot of a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. but there's not just one way to prophesy. There's okay. multiple ways to enter prophecy, to expand prophecy. Mm-hmm. I remember right now when you, I was at your church once, mm-hmm. and there was a couple there. I prayed over them, and I said this word came to my this prophetic scripture. This is where scripture helpful yeah. because often I'll get a scripture and boom, it's a prophecy. Right. 
And I just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in the Scripture. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was in your church standing there, and I prophesied this. Uh, there will not be a bruised reed or a dimly lit wick. Mm-hmm. And then you came up to me afterwards. You said, you didn't realize this, but the couple you prayed for are called, their name was the reeds. Yeah, yeah. And so that was profound to you yes. because of their pastor. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm entering into ministry with you to serve mm-hmm. them. And it was greatly uplifting. And when people, and I'm saying, so you get better and better at it the more you practice. Yeah. Yeah, so it's something it grows with it you, grows right? Grows in you like a gift. Yeah, yeah. When you first start to prophesy, sometimes your heart's beating so hard, you know, you you only yeah. get a little phrase. You say the little phrase, and then the Lord gives you a little more. But after a while, it isn't necessarily this profound, overwhelming experience. It's much more subtle working with the Holy right. Spirit. It's, right? It's just practical. It's natural. Yeah. It's communication. It's how the language that the Spirit of God speaks. Yes. And when you're you were wanting to build up people. You need the Spirit of God. And when mm-hmm. you want to minister the power of God's love to us in a revolutionary way, mm-hmm. sometimes, and I've seen this over and over and over so many times. In fact, just recently I went and did a wedding. No, I was at, attended a wedding. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done so many weddings I can't remember if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I attended this wedding, and this guy came to me and he said, you look very familiar. It was out, out at Globe. Uh-huh. I, he said, you ever been here and ministered? I said, well, 20 or 30 years ago. Uh-huh. And he says, I remember, she says, Are your, is your name Ron Woodworth? I said, yeah, last time I checked. He said, it was you. you I was standing in line and you, I was going through a really hard time as a, min, a young minister. Mm-hmm. And you called me out of this line. You know, I, you had this big line in the church. Right. When you, once you started the open door churches, your churches, right. Boy, they they. I remember the lines that were there. I mean, yeah. out to the street and furthermore, they were hungry and thirsty for God's word. This guy said, "I remember what you said to me. You read my my lunch. You read my mail, mm-hmm. and it was just such a blessing. Thank you so much." Yeah. And I thought, boy, you never know. Right. Well, I remember uh, some guys giving me a prophecy when I was a young believer, and and we they had taught on the gifts of the spirit, and then they. They they had three of us kneel down by this all you know this fireplace hearth to pray over us. They prayed over my friend Ken, and they said you're going to be a pastor, and God's going to use you. And they prayed over my friend Cliff, and they said you're going to be an evangelist, and you'll preach to the multitudes. And they prayed over me, and I'm thinking, man, this is going to be great. And they're they're really <laughs> quiet, and and I'm thinking, pet my oh, son. <laughs> I, I, I I'm thinking they can't even think of words to say it. This is so awesome. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. And they said, if you'll be faithful over little, I'll make you faithful over much. And I'm like, yeah, go on, go on, keep going. And they go, oh, we're done. Any coffee here tonight? You know. And I was mad. I was frustrated. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Isn't there more? Ken and Cliff are high-fiving each other for their futures. And, and, and then I took it to heart, though. I've yeah. never forgotten that word. And I, it served me many times. Because you get pruned in life, you get pruned in ministry, and things change, and 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 you're doing great for a while, and then it seems like the you kept going, and the Lord turned, or something like that, yep. and and yet I've always had to go back to be faithful in little, wow. and it's His job to open doors and make us faithful over much. Yeah. Well, faithfulness is uh, uh, a theme scripturally. Paul talked about it in Tim- Timothy. Yeah, make sure you're faithful and follow through. And what is faithfulness? It's full of faith, mm-hmm. faithfulness. It's the grace of God empowering you over the lifetime, over a lifetime, many, many years, to being faithful in season, mm-hmm. out of season. 
There are four seasons, springs, uh, summer, spring, spring, summer, winter, fall. Mm-hmm. In the spirit, there are seasons, too, of life and yeah. history. I know you, all of us have probably taught right. about it in certain things. But it's just been, if you go through the Lord in every season, you learn certain things. Like in the springtime, yeah. it's, just fr- it's just fresh, it's new, it's alive, yeah. it's great. In the winter time, it's hard. It's harsh. Yeah, in, yeah. You know, different different springs, and you got to you got to learn to walk with the Lord faithfully by His grace in the seasons of life. Now, Ron, you've had a number of different uh, Christian leaders that have served as mentors to you, not necessarily yes. formally, Seven. but role models, examples. Tell us about some of those guys. Bill Gothard, I mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it about Bill Gothard that you admired so much? The thing I liked about Bill is his devotion to the Word and memorization of Scripture. Mm-hmm. He was just, just an excellent teacher. Yeah. He, the Word would just flow out of him, right? Well, he memorized it. I can't I, – I, yeah. I tried to guess once. Mm-hmm. I, I, he, I assume he's memorized the entire New Testament for sure. Mm-hmm. And I bet, you, I bet you most of the Bible. So I, right. I, I really just gravitated toward his ministry in the Word, the strategic, mm-hmm. how he organized himself, just the, the principles of Scripture and how he really approached the devotion to the Word and the uh, systematic elucidation of the mm-hmm. Word. Uh, next, Watchman Nee. Watchman Nee died, you know, in the Lord in China. And I loved his ministry because he was such a church pioneer. And it was through books. What, what books. are some of the books that he wrote? books. He only really? wrote two. Really, but I've I've got thirty six of them in my in my office. This uh-huh. latent power of the soul, release of the spirit, the spiritual man, spiritual authority is a spiritual book that authority. He wrote that yeah, I learned me. a lot, a lot, you yeah. know, because I did some things wrong. I didn't even realize that I was usurping authority. Mm-hmm. So I remember when our church was starting, and I thought, you know, a lot of people for our to our to our little Bible study. It started as a Friday night mm-hmm. uh, foundation fellowship, as you mentioned, but uh, people would come from other churches. Mm-hmm. And we were growing and growing and growing, and I and I thought, boy, I wonder what these pastors are thinking. Once, yeah. And then I heard once, <laughs> yeah, they weren't so happy. Huh? I was like stealing sheep or something. And yeah. I thought that's not my spirit at all. Yeah. But the Lord showed me. I need to go home with myself. So I went to all the pastors, to all the people from all the churches that we gathered people, and I, I apologized. That's wonderful. That's really neat. So, um, wh- who are some other mentors in your life? Uh, I'm trying to see them because I've got – I'm going to put them in my office with pictures and little – Was Bob Mumford one of them? No, but Derek Prince was. Derek Prince. And he was a he – was Tell a, people about Derek Prince Derek if they've Prin- never Prince, heard of him. Derek uh, Prince was a man, a great teacher, mm-hmm. apostolic teacher, they say, because he was so foundational to the charismatic yeah. – he was the theologian of the charismatic renewal. Right, right. That was significant. And so I – I was touched and, and draw, drawn into the kingdom through the charismatic renewal. Mm-hmm. That's a, my foundation to this day. And, uh, and Derek Prince really helped me and move into the things of power gifts as a spirit. He's certainly a teaching gift, mm-hmm. uh, faithfulness. Uh, we just finished a uh, – we're t- taking a whole group of about 15 people through a systematic study of Derek Prince's foundation series. Really? And by the way – the where Foundation Fellowship came from mm-hmm. was Derek Prince's Foundation really? Series. You know what we used to do? What's that? We, we would get the book Foundation Series, and I would sit the disciples in a little group of yeah. 10 or 20 and then 50 and 100. And, yeah. And we would, we would sit there, and I would read it at first because I didn't know how to teach. Yeah. Then systematically, I would teach. We were always – we were several years through the Foundation Series by Derek Prince. That was the foundation of my entire ministry. So it became Foundation Fellowship was the that's church it. you guys planted. And I loved your church. That's that's what drew me and, and 
the two of us into a relationship because it reminded me of our church in California that yeah. I had had to leave suddenly to come out here to Arizona when my son had asthma and the doctor yeah. said, get out of Marin County or he's going to die. And so we came out and started over. Um, and you, what I loved was you had a group of leaders that were all leading. You shared the preaching. Yeah. You had wonderful worship. And you had a community of people that loved Jesus and loved one another. Yeah, that was called Foundation Fellowship, too, mm-hmm. and just extended. And uh, God, you know, as in Jesus movement, we were we were kind of an extension from that, not really even realizing it came from California and that. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I just got saved at Expo 72. And then uh, first person led to the Lord was Dave Everett, and he married my sister-in-law and my sister, Joanne. Yeah. And then the, and then Dave started the Crisis Pregnancy Centers. We, he started at our church. In the valley, and it grew to six hundred six in the in the nation, with the most well represented and funded CPC in the country. Yeah, and over and thirty years. Dave's been a spiritual father to the whole anti-abortion movement and to rescuing. Probably, even though he never had natural children of his own, right. he's probably been the spiritual father through this crisis pregnancy center to hundreds and hundreds of children. Huh? Wow, you know, and one thing happened in our, in our journey. In, in, in our journeys in life, we run to, we encounter difficulties too. Well, I was, Foundation Fellowship encountered a main difficulty, and it really split our church. Well, tell us about it when we come back. My guest is Ron Woodworth, uh, one of the spiritual fathers of this valley. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Koinonia in just a moment. Welcome back to Koinonia. My guest is Ron Woodworth. Ron built one of the great churches in the Valley Foundation Fellowship, and then trouble came, and trouble comes to many different churches. And if you don't mind talking to us about some of the things you experienced, some of the things you learned, it may even help some of our listeners to avoid certain decisions that could have major implications. Sure, and it, and we need to be prepared for it. I mean, mm-hmm. the enemy is lurking. He's trying to undermine the body of Christ and the true teaching of the Lord. But Jesus prevails. Mm-hmm. And we go through Dark Night of the Soul. I remember I got that book because mm-hmm. I was feeling so miserable. I wanted something sullen to read. Yeah. That was a mistake, the Dark Night of the Soul. But it, anyway. It's a great title anyway. A great title. Uh, but yeah, we had, a, we had an issue where we had gotten uh, into relationship mm-hmm. with another ministry out of state. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people said we entered it too quickly. It really took years. But yeah. uh, anyway. We we tried to move into it, but we found I found a spirit of control mm-hmm. beginning to come through that for whatever reason. Everybody's potentially at fault. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to own their own issues right. in whatever season and issue that comes up. But healthy spiritual leadership is not there to control or manipulate. That's it's right. there to serve, right? That's right. And you weren't experiencing that I from wasn't. your perspective. <laughs> I wasn't at all. And what was the result? The result was that we experienced a church split. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, a third of the people that were in Foundation Fellowship left with that, those leaders. Yeah. 
and I blessed them and uh, asked their forgiveness, but yeah. I, but I couldn't continue on, obviously. And it's been it's been years. Uh, restoration been years. You mentioned Dave and Joanne Everett. Yeah, Dave and Joanne just recently. You know, we were estranged because of that too. Yeah. Dave had a lot of uh, at stake there. So did I. But uh, so, but the enemies separated us for years. And, and one of the things that believers need to know is there's a lot of parallels between the natural family and the spiritual family. And in a natural family, we have to humble ourselves, right? To, to yes. maintain unity in a marriage, to, to keep in relationship with your kids. Kids don't realize when they hurt their parents, but we get hurt by our, parent, our kids all the time, right? Because yeah. they think we're like bulletproof emotionally. Um, and the same is true in the church. I mean, because we're natural men and women and we, we can hurt each other and we need to learn to forgive each other and for the sake of Christ, yes. stay together. Yes. Forgiveness is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And talk about David Joanders one more time there. I recently was directed by the Lord, just remembering we were still a little distant, you know, never, yeah. never reconnected. And I said, that's ridiculous. Uh, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call them up. Go over there and talk to them. Whatever happens, hell yeah. or high water, I'm going to do it. And I did it. Called them up, and they were so gracious. Said, yeah. come on out immediately to the new center they had just built. Mm-hmm. And I came down. They introduced me to everybody. And then instead of just, just my brother Ron, it was Dr. Ron is here. Yeah. And boy, does he know the word. And, I'll, you know, it was like nothing happened. Yeah, and it beautiful. Was, uh, Joanne but you it. had to make yourself yeah. face some of the potential emotional difficulties. And that's part of what is required in reconciliation, isn't it? I remember when uh, the, the, the word that I got when I walked in, talked about reconciliation, mm-hmm. was just apologize. Just acknowledge, yeah. your, acknowledge it. Take responsibility. For your part. For my part in it yeah. and for how they were feeling, you know, could be, well, to whatever God will do. And I said, I just want to apologize because of this. And mm-hmm. the Lord convicted me of it. And will you, will you forgive me? And they both were like, shocked. And Joanne mm-hmm. said, when you said, my, my sister said, when you said those words, my heart was immediately healed. Really? We completely restored. Ron, it's amazing. Yeah, that's precious. That's really precious. And um, again, in every relationship, what I've discovered is every friendship, friends hurt each other. We don't have to try. It just happens <laughs> naturally. We disappoint each other. We have expectations. Guys can be really rude to each other. Women can you know, be catty or whatever, but um, the truth is we do hurt each other, and if I break relationship with everybody that hurts and disappoints me, pretty soon it's down to me and you, and then son of a gun, I can't <laughs> always count on you. So I'm living in isolation, you know? Right. And and that's not God's will. Yeah. His will is that we love each other. That's why Jesus commanded it. It's sort of like bottom line, first spiritual principle, love one another, and Peter says it, be devoted to one another in love. love. Amen. So you were telling us earlier about some of your spiritual mentors. Any others that you want to mention? Yeah, let's see. Uh, I, I, I use Billy Graham. Uh-huh. What is it about Billy Graham that besides his evangelistic purity, what about his character do you think has been the great gift to the body of Christ? I think faith, faithfulness, perseverance. Mm-hmm. Right now, he, I, I think he's wrote a new book called uh, "Nearing the End" or "Near to uh-huh. Near to Home" or something like that, and just his perseverance over the years. And you know, we've all heard the stories of, you know, how faithful he's been right. in 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 this moral purity, which is important. But uh, I think his devotion to the Word, the simplicity mm-hmm. of the gospel, 
always impressed me. You know, the the more more empowered you get with the the word of God, the more you have to fight the spirit of of pride or yeah. arrogance or whatever. Yeah. But Bill, Billy Graham seemed to have emerged above that and was didn't seem to have be filled with a lot of self. Right. Serviceness. I mean, there's a lot of humility in his ministry, and I think yeah. that's why he's been so successfully used. But, and I know, in fact, you'll find inter- this is interesting. But I feel the Lord calling me to this next season in evangelism. Really, in my ministry. So, how are you going to do it? I'm going to. Well, I, I I'm going to talk to a person that I think now a pastor, mm-hmm. and just to see, because. Now that I'm retired, I don't need to make any money except, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know, so I can just serve the Lord. I've always yeah. told people that, you know, when I was younger in my 20s and 30s. Now, if you get it in your 60s and 70s, you know, now you, could, you don't have to charge. You right. can just serve the Lord full time. Yeah. And I really feel like we've, we've, uh, we've sold ourselves short because we are not making ministry as available as it needs to be to people right. who didn't age groups. Right. Without a doubt. Um, so life has got challenges. Now you mentioned pride when you were young, you were an athlete, you were handsome, you were, um, you could sing, you could preach, you could memorize. And, um, yet you've been challenged in some of those areas, right? Yeah. Tell tell us about that pruning process that God does for all of us. Well, it's pruning process. I mean, I have a, that's one of my main messages in life, the pruning Mm -hmm. of the Lord for for, uh, John 15. But, uh, I think in my life, uh, just what a, a, a years ago or a year and a half ago, I experienced a TIA, which I never, you know, it's a it's a mini stroke. Yeah, but it's not a real stroke anyway. So I went to the hospital and, you know, got all the tests and everything. They said you have no damage in any vital organ. I said praise God for that. And but Patty then took me off of all the medi- other medication I was on and really nursed me back to health. And I feel Did so, it set you back a ways? Yeah, because, well, you have to rethink your ministry, and mm-hmm. now you're in a different season with different challenges. Yeah, physiologically, you know, my stamina and physicalness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, but you know what? It's kind of like the dark night of the soul. You know, mm-hmm. I hate to say that again, but it's, uh, it's, you can trust that the Lord will walk you through and bring you through. If you've br- walked this far with him, he'll take you the rest. Now, you've had to make another, a number of career adjustments over the years, right? Um, and I you asked were, you at every time. Yeah. You were a pastor at a very young age, and then you went into business for a while, and you were successful in business. It wasn't easy to, to choose to do that. And then you went back into ministry. Tell us about some of those transitions and what you learned. Well, in the transition, I had to really humbly seek the Lord and said, Now, Father, you know, without all my aspirations aside, what is the grace that you're giving me in this mm-hmm. moment? I just want to serve Jesus. I just love Jesus. Bottom line, that's where it starts. That's where it ends. I mean, I cry more, too, yeah. when I minister. And people come up and are just affected by that, you know. I am, too. But uh, so uh, I just uh, said, I gave myself to the Lord. I said, Lord, wherever you want me now in this season of life, I will do or not do yeah. whatever you want. Because he knows me, and I will, I will serve in every, any humble way. Well, when I, what I admired is you continued to serve the Lord, whether you were in ministry, yes. in business, a college professor, or whatever you were doing. In fact, this is, I thought about this driving over here. I thought about when I transitioned to Grand Canyon University, which, mm. I, which I was there nine years. It's amazing. Really? Yes. And uh, What was your role over there? I was a professor of uh, world religions and, mm-hmm. and uh, 
theory of uh, of world of uh, Christian. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Theology. Huh? Theology. Theology. And uh, what was your experience? Anyway. What I want to tell you about being there is I decided I'm just going to lead people to the Lord and Mm -hmm. the best way I can do. So one of my managers, I began to share the Lord with him gradually. He wasn't a believer. He'd never gone to church and all that stuff. And I began to share the word with him. And it took about a year or two. And then I came to to work and I said, you know, I said said his name. I said, it's time for you to – I'll take you to church Mm -hmm. and tell your wife and I'll pick you up and we'll go together. So I picked out a church that I knew that he and his wife would be responsive to. Uh-huh. I went with him for a number of uh, weeks, if not months. At the end of that time, he came up to me and said, you know, my wife and I prayed to receive Jesus. Oh, wonderful. Because you loved him enough to come alongside him. To, you, you, he needed somebody to help open the door for him, huh? That's right. And, he, and he, I remember one time we were in a meeting, and he, every, he said everybody to go out and for myself and this other guy that had joined me and co- mm-hmm. co-ministering to him, he turned around after a moment of tears. He said, thank you guys. for My, my daughters asked me why we never talked about Jesus. And I had to tell them I never knew about him. Wow. That's precious. That's really precious. Um, so at Grand Canyon, are the students getting a good education? Wow. I, I never knew. I mean, th- that is a powerful and Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough about it. I see their commercials. I mean, now, right now there's probably about 75,000 students. We yeah, have 15 yeah. or 20,000 on campus, and we had another 60,000, which I was working. On I was, the online, uh, huh? Yeah, I was a beta test, six people uh, for Grand Canyon University. Let's try full-time for with professor online, yeah. see if that works. And, and it went from six of us to 176. Wow. And it's made them a lot of money, too. (laughs) It's done well. My guest is Ron Woodworth, one of the great spiritual fathers of this valley. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Koinonia in just a moment. Back to Koinonia. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams. My guest is Ron Woodworth. Um, Ron, you were telling us about some of your spiritual mentors, and uh, give us a couple more of them. There's one in the local valley here. It's Dick Zollner. Dick Zollner, the pastor of Calvary Church of the Valley. Do you remember? Did you know? Yeah, yeah, I knew Dick. I mean, there were, when I moved to the valley here, there were a number of charismatic centers, Sweetwater, Calvary Church of the Valley, Valley Cathedral, that aren't really functioning in the same way anymore. But tell us about Dick Zollner. I went to the uh, Wednesday afternoon lunch 
mm-hmm. at Dick's owner's office. And it grew to about, oh, 10 to 12 people. We were all senior ministers in uh, mm-hmm. our churches. And we just had a, we just had a sweet fellowship, koinonia. We ate a meal together. We prayed for each other. We confessed our sins to one another, prayed yeah. to be healed. And pastors need that kind of oh, fellowship, don't they? They still need it. Yep. I, I'm with a number of pastors groups, pastors in covenant, we call them. And we meet together, share our lives, pray together. It makes a huge difference. It's, it's all to us. To, anyway, so I would go to Dig Zollner's church, and I, he had these charismatic tapes. Mm-hmm. Virtually, I'm telling you, there were hundreds, and I think I listened to all of them. Really? It was like a oasis to me spiritually. Yeah. And then he was older. He's a senior leader yeah. in the body of Christ. So. He had been an attorney, and then he became yeah. a pastor and yeah. founded one of the great churches. Was his wife, Marge? Or... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so with Dick, he would just – we talked together, and he would just – he would like in an, in an unintentional way, again, father me, my mm-hmm. spirit, and encourage me, and just really took the word. The word and he loved prophecy and – he was he was a well well respected leader. To be a spiritual Christ. father, you just need to show interest in people, right? Interest yeah. in their lives. How are they doing with their marriages, with their ministries? Yeah. With and you need to have so, uh, you need to have years of provenness in ministry too. I think mm-hmm. that gives you, if you're in that ministry and you've been cultivating that ministry gift for years and years and years, it makes you more uh, adequate to right. service people in that community. And you also mentioned off the air Stephen Covey. Tell us about that. Yeah, maybe that's from my background, Mormonism. Yeah. But, uh, but he also had some pretty sharp business things to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, the purpose driven church. Oh, no, that was, uh, what was it, Stephen's Covey? Big, uh, what? Seven Habits. Seven Habits, habits of a Highly Effective people. Leader, yeah. Highly Effective People first, and then Leadership yeah. first, and then the Eighth Habit. Uh huh. You know, anyway, so Stephen Covey, you know, he really impressed me because his principles. You know, we're just like Bill Gothard's. I mean, mm-hmm. the principal teaching centeredness of Bill Gothard was similar to Stephen Covey's principal centered. Uh, what were some of those seven habits of highly effective people? Uh, begin with the end in mind, mm-hmm. which is a biblical principle. Uh, in other words, you know where you're going. Yeah, start out that way. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it, you know. I mean, yeah. Conceive it further out mm-hmm. so that you can nurture that and, and engender a, a fruitful uh, understanding of that principle. Uh, what are the other principles of seven habits of highly effective people? Uh, think win-win. Mm-hmm. Not win-lose. Or yeah, win, yeah. Or in other words, win. we want this relationship to be productive for both of us. Exactly. And so that's in business, too. Mm-hmm. In, in pers- purpose, personal relationships and marriage. Mm-hmm. Win-win. It's really helped me a lot. Think win-win. So you mentioned marriage. You've been married to a wonderful old lady named Patty for a long time. Tell us about Patty. Patty, are you kidding me? She's gorgeous. Look at her. <laughs> she's, Patty's here in the studio, but uh, she's... Uh, my wife of 35 years? 35. Congratulations. And you've got how many guess, grandkids? Guess where we were married. Where? Dick's Olmos Church. Really? Congratulations. So what have you learned about marriage? Uh, that, it's a, that you don't know it all. Mm-hmm. Start out humble. Believe, I mean, set it, set your relationship. Let me talk to those that are in a relationship, seeking a relationship, and you don't know what, you, you need some help. You need to really establish that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he's Lord of your life, Lord of your morals, mm-hmm. you know, and know none of this missionary. Be careful about missionary dating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I right now I walk one of my other daughters who's not married, the only one is, and she's in this, uh, she gets these messages. Mm-hmm. What's it called that she does? The text message or a, or a, um, 
It's oh, like a dating service. Like Christian Mingle or something. It's Christian like. Mingle, stuff like yeah. that. I just met a really nice couple at church this last weekend, and they met on Christian yeah. Mingle. I actually believe in it. You oh, know yeah, what I, I mean? I've because, recommended it. Yeah. So I told my daughter about it, and so I I walk her through it and talk yeah. about the person and talk about what are you attracted to and what are right. not, and, and don't get too much involved in that. And it's, uh-huh. it's really helpful. Wonderful. So, But with my wife uh, in marriage, I mean, it's just uh, if you do it right— I mean, you. By that, I mean you. You sanctify yourself to walk in purity and humility before God, and and seek His favor. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I started dating, and I wrote this all down, I said, "Lord, I don't know what I'm doing, so I give this to you." Even mm-hmm. all the all the intelligence I think I have, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pick the right one or who that one might be. Yeah. So, Lord, I am committing this to you and to your purpose, and that has gone a long ways to bless us. When we set it on the right foundation. From so start. what are some of the characteristics Patty brought into your marriage that you didn't anticipate, didn't expect, that would have been a real blessing to you? Well, her service spirit. She's got a mm-hmm. gift of serving that won't quit. She's got uh, transparency and a sterile—what uh, uh, would you call it? Uh, she just is just a, a marvelous person, mm-hmm. you know, and, she, and her gifts co- complement mine. Do, do you appreciate her more now? Oh, yeah. I mean, she is like – and uh, t- to me, I watched to, to see what would happen since I'm a little more challenged with, with the issues that I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And Patty has not – she's not wavered. She hasn't faltered. She second. hasn't decided to cash you in for a better model? Second. <laughs> she didn't want to upgrade at all? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> but she's taught me as a person her wisdom. I mean, she's a genius in relationship to uh, nutrition, mm-hmm. which has been very, very helpful for us. Yeah, because you used to eat a little junk food in your time, Yeah, I didn't did. You? You know, but, but you know why? Because as an athlete, I never ha- ate any junk food, and so I made up for it. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you made up for lost time. I shouldn't, don't, don't necessarily do that because I had to unlearn that stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we don't live in this body forever, but if we take care of it like we want it to last a good 80 years or so, it can make a big, big difference. A lot of our listeners sort of give up on life. I think they they eat junk, don't exercise, don't take care of themselves because they're no longer trying to impress anybody else. Well, it's not a matter of impressing people. It's a matter of being faithful and good stewards with the life, the body that God gave you. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you God can help you extend your life mm-hmm. if you listen to him and if you eat properly and if you exercise. And, and you can have a better quality of life, right? Yeah. And certain things happened to all of us. I mean, I had a heart infection that almost killed me. I had a brain aneurysm that almost killed me. And there are certain things that are genetic vulnerabilities we can't do anything about. But right. there are certain things that um, we can be responsible for, and that's all we're really going to be held accountable for. Is what do we do with what we were given? So, Ron, these days, what do you like to read? What do you do to, to help yourself keep growing? What am I, what I am doing when I just finished right, finishing right this minute, even as we're talking, my third book. Really? Which is called I Will Build My Church, Jesus. Really? Yeah, it's really And good. what are some of the principles there? Uh, there? It's built on four major principles. The first one is uh, a, a case for apost- contemporary apostolic uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a leadership level in the body of Christ that needs to help the Lord. I think we we need apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, mm-hmm. elders and deacons, et cetera, too. But the government of the church is is in the and this directional 
emphasis of the church and leadership equipping of the church. So I guess I leadership equipping and development is a key thrust of mine. Um, second part of the book is new wine and new wineskins. Mm-hmm. I think what I have discovered is that Jesus' new wine means the preaching of the, go- of the gospel of the kingdom. Because mm-hmm. his main message was very clear. It was to preach the gospel of the kingdom and do healing and miracles and yeah. healing. Yeah. And then the final one is uh, I do addendum. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have uh, – that's when I write things like uh, like in the other book, I, the second book that I wrote, which I don't know if you know, but the, my second book, which is called World Religions and Atheism, A Christian Perspective. Mm-hmm. That book uh, about a year or two ago won first place in uh, Christian, writing, uh, Christian Writers Award in the category of religion. Really? Congratulations. I, over 500 entries, and I couldn't believe it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do they give you some kind of prize? Yeah. Well, you know, well, they'll give you the thing, and you print it in your book. Yeah, yeah. A certificate. So, and it's sure. Sure. It would help with sales and all, huh? Yeah. Congratulations. What was the first book you wrote? First book is uh, For Such a Time as This. Mm-hmm. Subtype topic is Lessons in Discernment for the Thinking Christian. And what are some of those lessons? What are what? What are some of those lessons for the thinking Christian? What are, it's, it's got 52 chapters in it approximately, so you can mm-hmm. do one a week. Mm-hmm. And it takes you into uh, how to discover your, and fulfill your destiny in God. How to how to become how to find out what God has made you to be, how to give yourself to it, how to really go, uh, how to how to get the most out of your your walk in Christ as as possible. So Amen. Really Amen. It's really it's really uh, it's devoted to encouraging people. I just want to speak encouragement to people mm-hmm. in every area of life. I mean, I talk about marriage. I talk about discipline. I talk about leadership. I talk about parenting. I talk about you know stuff in the in your in your career stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Just and really bring it home. To what, what? Let's make your life count for the Lord. Amen and amen. That's awesome, Ron. I love the fact that even though you're retired when it comes to not having to work for a living, you're not retired when it oh, comes yeah. to the kingdom of it's, God. You're letting the Lord use you any way you can. I'm, I haven't retired. I've retired. So what is your personal devotional routine these days? First thing I do virtually every morning mm-hmm. is I get up and before, and as I am getting out of bed, just as I'm touching the ground, I am saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And two things come to mind. This is the day. I remember. Never, I never forgot uh, Psalm 118.24 when I first memorized that. Mm-hmm. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I remember I was kneeling and I was praying. And I said, Lord, this is the day. I just felt in faith. This is the yeah. day that you have made. I will rejoice and be Something's going to happen. This is, this yeah. is the day, Lord. And there's I, something special about today. There's something, and, and I was thinking about it. This could, and I, then I started saying, this could be the very day, the greatest breakthrough. In the day. This is the day. This could yeah. be the day. The Lord said, that's not what it says. It doesn't say this could be the day. It says this is the day. Amen. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made. So the first thing, I, that's what I say. And I was thinking two things, you know, about this is the day. This is a breakthrough day. Yeah. This is a breakthrough time. You've always got to anticipate in grace and in faith that there is more coming, that there is more you can reach for, and that if you have, I, I, I'm very optimistic too. I think God's given me that gift. I've noticed about in my life over, over my 40 yeah. years in ministry. I, I have an optimism. I mean, is it, but that's God given. Amen and amen. My guest is Ron Woodworth. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages.
We're going to wrap up the program. Ron, we got time for one last final word from you. What's on your heart for the body of Christ in the United States today? I think evangelism is in my heart and my mind. I think we sometimes we try to uh, uh, share the gospel in such a way that it's not relatable to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that the church needs – this is why I'm in, interested in the Greg Dill, uh, Greg's Lorries. Yes. And again, give me that date again. I believe it's June 11th. I think so. And the church needs to go and be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think – I just I encourage I, – I, when I was writing down here the day, I thought about when I wasn't saved. I didn't know the Lord. And when first people shared with the gospel with me, I thought, this is a miracle. If this is true, this is the greatest yeah. discovery I could ever make. That's right. And, that's, and I really have – this is how I feel about it. And you're not always up, up on everything. But, you know, there can be a steadiness over the years and over the seasons. Uh, and don't give up. I think God wants – somebody's listening now. Don't give up. You pressed in. This this is the day the Lord has made. And I love that, Ron. This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you so much for being my guest today, and thank you for being a faithful man of God in this valley. Thank you for being my friend. Ron Woodworth has been my guest, and um, he has laid a spiritual foundation. He stayed faithful to Jesus. He stayed faithful to his wife. They've got seven grandkids now, and they'll be having more in the years to come. And you can have spiritual children and spiritual grandchildren if you're willing to do what Ron does, which is share your faith any way you can. It doesn't matter if you're retired or it doesn't matter if you're working full-time. What matters is, are you letting the Lord use you? Are you planting seeds? Are you sharing your faith? He'll give you creative ways to share your faith. And and you think, well, gee, I but I've got problems, you know. I, I've got physical problems or I've got financial problems. You know what? If If the presence of problems was a disqualifier, then there'd be nobody that could ever share their faith. There could be nobody that would ever do ministry. We are all people living in a fallen world that have issues in our lives, but we have Jesus Christ, who's the Lord and Savior. He gives us grace. He forgives our sins. We're not saying this to give an excuse for sin. We're saying this to say that his power is made perfect in weakness. I'm Mark Buckley. If you ever want to visit us at Living Streams, we're on the corner of Central and Glendale, 9, 15, and 11 on Sundays. Or you can look us up. Thank you, Ron. (laughs) You can look us up on the web at livingstreams.org. Thanks so much for being with us today on Koinonia. God bless you.